This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Well, Bowel Cancer New Zealand is a nationwide patient-led organisation committed to reducing the impact of bowel cancer on our community through awareness and education, support and research. This month, of course, is Bowel Cancer Awareness Month and joining me now to talk through some of the key messages on the significant public health issue is Sarah Derrett, one of the executive members of uh, Bowel Cancer New Zealand. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. It's good to have you with us. Thanks, Jeff. Great to be here. Um, Sarah, I don't know whether you can speak to this or not, but, but when we're talking about uh, bowel cancer affecting New Zealanders, what, what kind of numbers do we know about? Yeah, concerningly high is the short answer to that. So each year New Zealand has more than 3,000 people diagnosed with bowel cancer, and that's one of the highest rates for men and women in the developed world, actually. Highest for women, third highest for men. Um, we also sadly lose um, over 1,200 New Zealanders to this cancer each year. So 3,000 diagnosed, 1,200 dying, way, way too many. Where would you place it in terms of being a preventable disease? Yeah, very preventable if it's detected in time. That's the key. And that's what Bowel Cancer New Zealand is committed to raising awareness so that people are more aware of the symptoms of bowel cancer. And also, you know, like New Zealanders, we don't really like talking about things like mm. bowels and bottoms that much, <laughs> but actually it's our most common cancer, but it's incredibly treatable if it's caught in time. So 75% of people ought to be surviving a diagnosis of bowel cancer and maybe even higher than that. Uh, so... Our charity is really wanting everyone to know what the symptoms are, to have it okay to be discussed, so not to sort of whisper behind closed doors about, you know, great uncle um, Joseph who who died of this the big C. Like if we just if we're upfront about it, because actually having a family history of bowel cancer is is something that places people at increased risk. Okay, of that's bowel one cancer. Thing. That's one thing. So let's talk about the nasty stuff. Sure. Then. You tell us uh, what are some of the key messages are in terms of the things that we should be thinking about and looking for. Yeah. So as I said, family history is one. Um, bowel cancer is more common if you're aged over 50, but because it's so common in New Zealand, we're seeing well over 300 younger people diagnosed with bowel cancer each year, even people in their teenage years. So people need to not discount it. If they're not aged over 50, don't think it can't happen to them because it absolutely can, mm -hmm. unfortunately. So the things that people need to be looking out for are change in bowel habits. So sometimes people are notice that they're going to the loo more often or less often. So any sort of change that lasts for a few weeks or more, really, they need to go and discuss with their GP. And let's face it, everybody knows their routine, don't they? They do. <laughs> and they're all different. They do. And if you spot your partner's routine changing, ask them about it too. Yeah. You know, let's, let's just kind of be aware of those sorts of things. Also, if you notice blood, when you go to the toilet and you notice blood in the motion or blood um, when you're you know, use the toilet paper, then that's something that you ought to be going and talking to your GP about. Now, often that's something like piles or something that's just a transient thing. It's not necessarily bowel cancer, but it's definitely something you should go and have that conversation with your GP about. Uh, noticing abdominal pain or lumps or bumps in your abdomen is, is also something that needs to be um, discussed. And extreme unexplained tiredness and anemia that your GP would need to do a blood test and diagnose that but that's another sort of that's another key 
um, indicator that something might be going wrong. Sarah, we are used to men being a little bit reticent about going and talking to the doctor, but is this a little bit wider than that, just because of its nature? Is it people across all ages and uh, women, children, as equally likely to be affected and also as perhaps likely to be a little bit reserved about raising the issues with uh, with their yeah. GPs. Yeah, I think, you know, um, it's sort of a bit of a stereotype, isn't it? But sometimes New Zealand men don't want to go to the doctor that often and I think it's really, really important that they do. So bowel cancer sadly kills as many New Zealand men as prostate cancer. And I don't think most men would realise that. And the other fact is that bowel cancer kills as many women as breast cancer does. Mm. So, you know... Bowel cancer is something that both men and women should be should be very aware of. Uh, it's we celebrated some a step in the right direction when the government committed to rolling out a national screening program for bowel cancer, and that'll actually be the first screening program that's available to men. Now, Bowel Cancer New Zealand is saying, you know, that needs to happen much more quickly and we have some concerns about the age group that they're um, proposing to screen. So they want it to be 60 to 74 and we think it should be 50 to 74 as in other countries uh, throughout the world um, and we're losing a lot of New Zealanders in that 50 to 59 age group. Mm. Um, But it's really good news that the government has decided to introduce a screening program because that is likely. The Minister of Health, um, Jonathan Coleman, was saying the other day that as many as 700 lives could be saved each year with a screening program. Is it a blood test or how is it done? Uh, No, so that is um, a very tiny sample of um, a bowel motion that's sent away to a laboratory, very high tech, um, tested with the latest and best immunochemical testing technologies. And that detects traces of blood in the motion that might not be visible to the naked eye. So one of the things with bowel cancer is while there are these symptoms that we really want everyone to be really aware of and to look out for, sometimes it's just those symptoms are not apparent. Um, and, and so this test detects and you know blood that you can't see and then people would be referred on for further um, diagnostic test procedures. Just sticking with prevention just mm. for a moment, I, you know, it occurs to me we're having this discussion about, you know, we've probably got an adult audience listening to yeah. us, Sarah, and going, okay, yeah, I can think about myself. But um, you have mentioned that it is uh, across all ages. Yes. Uh, in my family, in fact, I, there was a, 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 you know, a young teen mm. who had bowel mm. cancer. Um, so this, this is part of a discussion that you mm. need to have with your kids, right? Uh, indeed, indeed. So uh, I was diagnosed at the age of 39 myself, lucky enough that it was caught. It was stage three, so um, the cancer cells were tracking their way through my lymph system towards my liver, but I was really fortunate that I had an amazing GP who referred me immediately. I was also lucky that I had um, you know, a very dramatic sort of hemorrhage that meant I couldn't avoid the symptoms. Yeah. But, you know, I've been really tired for a long time and I just put that down to being busy like we all are. Um, so, no, it can happen at, you know, all ages. It is more common in the older age group, um, but we have so many young New Zealanders being diagnosed with cancer, like over 300. Like, that's that's a very concerning number. And there's some suggestion that it is increasingly common in younger younger people so we don't understand why that is so absolutely we need to discuss it with our kids and if there's a family history so um, my son 
ought to have a colonoscopy when he's 29. Mm. So he ought to have that test done when he's 10 years younger than um, the age at which I was diagnosed. So we really all should be aware of this. And, you know, bowel cancer in New Zealand's really wanting little kids to be aware of it. And we've got things like inflatable colons and things that we put up <laughs> to, to try and take some of the sort of um, stigma out of it, I guess, so that we feel more relaxed. It's just another part of our body, a very important part of our body, and we shouldn't be dying because of it, really. And you talked about there being some mystery around the causative factors, mm. particularly for young people, but mm. diet? Yeah, so there's... Um, the, the usual sort of cancer protection messages apply to bowel cancer. So eating healthily, lots of fruit and veg, high fiber diet, uh, some suggestion that not too much meat is a better thing, um, that, you know, being exercising and not being overweight, all of those things. But actually they, they are, they're important, but they're not explaining yeah. uh, the, the incidence in um, the bowel cancer population. And indeed, many members of bowel cancer New Zealand are sort of, you know, super athletes and extremely healthy vegetarian or vegan, and they're still being diagnosed with, with bowel cancer at young ages and old ages. So, so it's important, and we need to, you know, try and do as much as we can as individuals to eat healthily and exercise and stay well. Um, but that's not going to address address the um, the burden in in New Zealand. Totally. It occurs to me, Sarah, that one of the things that might uh, prevent someone from taking that important decision yeah. to take their symptoms to someone to discuss is the fear of what actually might happen in, mm. in terms of the treatment that mm. they'll get. So, what can mm. you say about the treatment, particularly for early stage, and the, you know if it's caught early enough, mm. what kind of treatment someone could expect to deal with bowel cancer? Mm. Well, indeed, um, if if so part of the pathway to being diagnosed with bowel cancer is that people would usually have what's called a colonoscopy, and that's a fibre optic tube that's popped in your bottom, and it's really interesting seeing the <laughs> insides of your gut, actually. So um, people would need to take um, a liquid that makes you go to the loo so your bowel is empty so that the um, health professionals can actually see the inside of your bowel. It's um, painless. Uh, you know, sometimes people feel a bit of discomfort as the the tube needs to turn the corners of your your bowel to look around the full um, colon. Um, but actually, when that's being done, the clinicians can remove polyps and um, when they're they're small. And so, in fact, for some people, having those polyps and precancerous adenomas removed is is the procedure, and that's going to stop them progressing to um, develop a, a cancer as such. Um, if um, you you actually ha- they they do the colon- um, colonoscopy and they identify that there is a cancer there, then the usual treatment is that people would go and have uh, surgery, um, and that's that's relatively straightforward. If the cancer has not spread, then um, they would remove that section of bowel. Um, if there's some suggestion that it might have broken through the bowel wall, then you know they would do a slightly bigger surgery and take out a few lymph glands to just check that it hasn't spread. Mm. But um, you know the surgeons are extremely competent these days, and um, you know people are very very grateful to have that you know service available and recover well and get back to life. As it was, really. So, so that's the key message, really, isn't it? Get yeah. on to it early. Yeah. Pay attention to these things. Talk about them. Don't be afraid to. Yeah. Because, goodness me, you'll be grateful uh, if it is 
uh, caught. And I tell you what, if there's nothing wrong with you, you and, and you're just you're checking out a symptom that has nothing to do with bowel cancer, you'll be grateful for that too. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> so right. You're, you're a winner either way. Yeah, yeah. It is Bowel Cancer Awareness Month. What uh, primarily is Bowel Cancer New Zealand doing about raising the awareness of the issue? Yeah, so um, in fact I've left you a few posters and leaflets. We're doing a big sort of distribution of posters and leaflets throughout New Zealand through our members. If anyone wants posters and leaflets to t- put up in their workplace, please just go to our website. Um, you can just Google Bowel Cancer New Zealand and you'll find us or you can go to www.beatbowelcancer.org.nz to find us. You can also email us at info at beatbowelcancer.org. Um, .co.nz. Um, so there's multiple ways of getting in touch with us. If you want those sorts of resources, just let us know. Um, but one of the really exciting things we've got happening this month is um, last Thursday there was the launch of the Art Chair Auction. And so a number of really amazing artists have um, created these beautiful um, decorated chairs for us that are being auctioned on Trade Me as a fundraiser for the charity, but also really helping raise awareness. So Amanda Billing, for example, from Shortland Street, has done a number of TV and um, media interviews. Um, Dick Frizzell, similarly, um, Flock, Soan Dippy, Shane Hansen, our own Tanya Carlson, a number of um, wonderful artists, Bo Runger, um, the list goes on, <laughs> um, Owen Dippy, um, have decorated these beautiful chairs that are for sale. And so people could go in and check out that um, art chair auction, which you can find on a link again on the Bowel Cancer New Zealand website, or you could just go on to Trade Me and look at those. So each of those artists, they've got pre- they've got recorded stories about their own experiences and fam- you know family experiences and friends and things who've had bowel cancer and why they're they're supporting the charity and decorating these chairs, which is just fantastic in terms of helping address the sort of problem we have of this sort of poor cousin in the term of ca- terms of cancer, really, in terms of people still feeling quite hesitant to talk about it. So we're enormously grateful to these people who've also created these really beautiful chairs. So, um, yeah, go and check those out. Brett Morrison is one of our community ambassadors, and he spoke at the launch on, on Thursday just... Um, very powerful story about his own experience of his wife Sarah who died at 32 from bowel cancer and he's just doing so much to raise awareness and get the message out there. Um, We've welcomed Cotton Soft um, Cotton Soft um, are a major sponsor of ours and they, they had a big Show You Care campaign on thousands of packs of toilet paper that were sold throughout New Zealand so people may have indeed purchased one of those and um, a proportion of the, the sale of each of those packets has contributed towards um, the charity and helping us do things like print posters, print leaflets and raise awareness um, so, yeah, so it's an exciting month. We've got a lot of media activity around the art auction, but also a lot of people telling their own stories, which are, is the best way of mm. kind of getting the message out there, really. Um, we're so grateful to people who, who do that with us. Well, thanks, Sarah, for coming and sharing your story with us today. <laughs> Sarah Derrett from uh, Bell Cancer New Zealand. Thanks for joining us, uh, folks. Don't, re- don't forget to hit up the Bell Cancer New Zealand website for lots of really useful information and uh don't forget to also talk about it with your friends and family as well during this Bell Cancer Awareness Month. Thanks, Sarah. This program was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.